This episode is sponsored by the IoT Job Site, the world's only dedicated space for applying for and advertising IoT vacancies across the world. Register now for job alerts or get in touch via Let's Talk at the IoTJobSite.com. Welcome to the IoT Podcast Show. I'm your host, Tom White, and you may have noticed I have a new laptop, which I'm thrilled about. Uh, but I won't take all my time talking about that today. I'm very pleased to welcome to the show our second guest, actually, for the IoT podcast from Arm, David Maidment. David is the Senior Director of Secure Device Ecosystem at Arm and also is involved with PSA Certified. Some of you may know what PSA Certified is and some of you may not. But today we're going to find out more about that and its role within IoT security. David, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you, Tom. It's great to be here with you. It's great to have you here. And uh, another person from Arm, our viewers may have remember Stephen Patterson from uh, about eighteen months ago that joined us uh, to talk about IoT security from Arm. You're here primarily to talk about the PSA certified initiative that you're involved in. So without further ado, could you just explain a little bit more about your role as Senior Director of Secure Device Ecosystems at ARM, David, and, 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 and what PSA Certified actually is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very happy to do that. So yeah, so as, as per your introduction, so I'm Senior Director of Secure Devices Ecosystem at ARM, and, uh, and I'm actually working in the architecture and technology group within ARM. So that role is to lead a group that, that works and interacts with the industry. So, you know, for, for your listeners that are familiar, you know, ARM is a leading licensor of, of IP, intellectual property to, you know, primarily chip companies. So a lot of, a lot of the chips that are used in all of our digital devices are built on, on ARM technology. The group that I work in actually works with, you know, most of the leading chip companies around the world. And we work with those companies in order to drive I guess that you know, the easiest way of describing it is higher levels collaboration and understanding around security. So I have a group that is is kind of uh, you know globally based. We have an activity around driving security best practice. Um, that's both in terms of you know obviously products built on ARM, but also the market in general. Um, and you know we can talk a bit more about that in a minute. So the focus is very much on you know, driving that collaboration across the ecosystem um, from an ARM point of view and you know, really excited to be to be a part of that. In terms of PSA certified, so PSA certified is actually a, a sort of an independent brand that was co-funded, co-founded by ARM. Um, so we, about five years ago, ARM published um, a security manifesto, which was really a sort of a, a call to the industry saying, you know, actually, the world is becoming more connected. You know, we talk a lot about IoT. Um, the need for security is becoming ubiquitous. And, and as the electronics industry, we need to come together and we need to be able to address that. We need to be able to build confidence in the products that are being delivered today. So that, that security manifesto resulted in a project within ARM, which is PSA, which, you know, we do love our three-letter acronym. So PSA is Platform Security Architecture. Um, and PSA started off really as a set of guidelines, specifications, best practice in order to guide both the chip manufacturers and also the wider developer community on best practice within security. So 
we kind of kicked that off about five years ago. But what we noticed as part of that was a real demand to have a measure on that. You know, how do we as an industry know that we're we're doing well with security? It's kind of a hard thing to measure. It's, um, you know, a lot of people talk in different ways about security. So that was really where PSA Certified was born. And we launched it back in February 2019. So it's kind of the last normal embedded world that we had, I would say, where we're kind of... Uh, you know, running around at all the different stands, having a, a great show and launching and, and announcing our certified partners. And it, it's it's a certification program that was set up between ARM and a number of leading cybersecurity labs. So we're a co-founder, but as a scheme, it's run in an independent way and it will certify effectively any architecture against a benchmark set of requirements. And, you know, today we... We've gone through effectively certifying. So I think we're over 20 semiconductor companies now that are part of that. And it's really built on what we describe as a, a root of trust. So it, it's kind of recognizing that the security challenge is not just a software challenge. It's something that's built into the very architecture of the silicon. And PSA certified is a way of describing it and a way of measuring it and a way for independent security labs to then perform that certification. So we certify, you know, kind of the, the silicon, we also look at the software, and then at the final stage, we look at the, the OEMs as well. Yeah. So a very broad introduction. I've covered a lot of topics there, you know, happy to no, dig no. deeper into certain areas. But I, I think that, you know, as you probably pick up, you're passionate about driving that best practice and actually passionate about delivering as well, a, you know, a, a language to the market, a, a common way for people to understand and be able to describe security and what that means for their products and their businesses. Thank you, yeah, for the introduction to that, David. I mean, it's uh, it's it's incredibly good to see that you've got over. Did you say twenty different silicon businesses? Yeah, so up? we have. So it's it's incredible. You know, I kind of um, sort of remind myself every day how incredible that is because, you know, we, these are the biggest chip companies in the world that are getting behind this. Um, you know, very focused on IoT and embedded. So. You know, we kind of started off a lot of the class of products that were certified in the early stage of being more what we would traditionally consider microcontroller or connected microcontroller. So these devices are small, power efficient. They run communication stacks that can talk to networks. Um, and because of that, they're vulnerable. You know, they, they attach to the network. They're part of the, the IoT. So we have over 20 companies certified. Um, we actually have three levels of certification, we, um, and we already have two partners now certified at level three as well. So we kind of have a three levels of certification. One level is sort of a basic on-ramp, if you like. It covers all of the security best practices. Level two is really a lab-based evaluation looking at um, devices' ability to protect against scalable software attacks. And then level three builds in extra lab-based evaluation to look at the device's capabilities to protect against um, physical attacks, lightweight physical attacks. And we continue, you know, there's a, there's a roadmap of, of innovation that will continue to go behind that. So, so yeah, 20, 20 chip companies certified today. We're just getting pretty close to having 100 certified products. Um, it's ramping pretty quick. And, you know, it's really amazing to be able to see you know, these sort of tier one semiconductor brands, you know, getting behind this initiative and, you know, recognizing the need to be able to both promote their products abilities to support security, but also do it in a consistent way that mm. the ecosystem will understand what that means, you know, particularly to developers and, and device manufacturers. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fantastic, isn't it? I mean, you know, the, the need for IoT security is often well spoken about, and we've talked about it on the podcast in several different episodes. Um, but but that common understanding is something mm. that has lacked in the past. Um, yeah. And 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 Arm really took the initiative to to begin its PSA certification program. Um, and it's great to see so many people have joined because it really is a collaborative effort. Yeah. Um, otherwise, yeah. yeah, I think. Sorry, please. No, I was going to say. Sorry to interrupt. I was, was going to say it's um, it's got you. Know, obviously, at one level, we're, we're arm. You know, mm. we, you know, of course, you know, passionate about arm-based products. But at the other level, you know, arm and and actually all of the partners that are part of PSA certified recognise the need for the industry to behave in a common way around a framework that gives mm. that language of description. Um, and I think you know what what PSA certified has done is is given all parts of the industry the ability to understand what it means. So so it's it's what we describe as assurance. You know, there's the the ability of the device to protect against bad actors. You know, depends on the effectively the architecture of the device. You know, when you're developing that product, you would go through a, a threat model. You would think about the kind of threats that device might be vulnerable to. You know, if it's something that's, you know, mounted in, in a way that would allow physical attacks to happen, then that's something you'd need to build in. So having that common language has been very powerful um, and promoting it through multiple voices has been very powerful. And, and actually, you know, I think that, that that term collaboration is something that, you know, everybody within PSA certified is really you know passionate about. And that's that's not only at the PSA certified level, I'd say that's the way that PSA certified as a foundational scheme then fits with other schemes as well yeah so you know we've made a few announcements along the way you know ioxt have a have a device level certification scheme they recognize psa certified as a route of trust we made an announcement with ul who's one of the you know psa co-founders and a leading you know one of the world's most famous brands actually for you know security labs they recognize it in their own scheme um so I think the ability to work in a you know collaborative way is is really essential actually when we're talking about security and and, and how to solve that. And 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 for the you know for, for the for the listener that doesn't necessarily understand mm. the, the need for a common platform, um, what mm. are the but what are the benefits for companies certifying their products and going through a PSA certification, be that you know one, two, or three levels? Yeah, there's 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 several actually. So. We kind of often talk about this sort of push and pull in the industry, and and, and actually, there's there's a couple of things that are happening. So one is you know the sort of regulatory environment is starting to so so kind of governments, regulators, and actually standards bodies are recognising the need for security. If you pull back and think about the very big picture, then we're talking about you know effectively sort of what we describe as digital transformation. You know, multiple industries are embracing digital products into their businesses and consumers actually you know whether it's smart lighting smart speakers a smart factory connected city you know the automotive platform so i think that first of all having a common language around it gives that breadth of ecosystem a, a common way of understanding what they're talking about you know it's it's kind of democratization is a word that's often used you know we we don't want it to be that, you know, only companies with divisions of PhDs can understand, you know, what security really means. You know, it, it kind of touches every part of the ecosystem. Um, 
you know, to the point where actually in the end, what we're talking about is, you know, a business risk. So somebody is deploying at scale a business risk, you know, they, they de deploying a, a digital service, they wanted to rely on the, the platform that's being deployed on. So they want to have some assurance and having that common language allows both, you know, the procurement of the devices and also the people building the devices to behave in a, in a common way. So I think that's really important. The other part is the regulation, as I was describing. So we kind of see in the US with NIST. So NIST has a set of guidelines, sort of 8259A. And, you know, it's kind of well known that, that there's some activity there. We also see the same in Europe around Etsy with 303645. So these requirements, understanding how your product fits with those requirements becomes important, especially over time as those requirements evolve. And and actually, you know, we, one of the things that we've been very particular to do is to map PSA certified with those evolving requirements in order to make sure that, you know, when people are purchasing effectively PSA certified components, they understand how that relates to the emerging regulatory requirements or how that relates to their own product requirements. Mm. Uh, it, yeah, it's fascinating. It really is. And, and one, would, one would imagine, you know, having a common understanding and having 20 different um, silicon and chip businesses signed up no mean feat I can imagine I can you know lo lots yeah. of different um, mm. perceptions of, of what is a common standard I mean what what were some of the things that you've learned throughout this process and and, and having this common platform and I'm sure lots of discussions were had absolutely so I, th I think that you know what we've what we've learned along the way is you know, to effectively have a sort of an easy to understand description of security that can go far and wide, you know, as a, as a kind of extremes of examples, you know, at one end, you know, you're talking to a, a kind of a tier one semiconductor company that understands in deep detail how to build a route of trust and all of the architecture goes around it. And at the other hand, you're, you're talking to, you know, business decision makers that want to deploy services onto these digital platforms. And actually, you know, kind of in the middle, you know, stakeholders like, you know, cyber insurance companies and, and areas like that. So joining together the value chain is, is really important. Mm. Um, and having a language that scales. So even the way that I'm, you know, describing this today to your listeners, for example, different listeners will have different views and impressions on what security means. And actually, when you talk to different parts of the ecosystem, you realize that, that it means different things. So, you know, number one, common description, very easy to understand. Number two is this collaboration model. So it's not, you know, it allows, how do we best describe it? It allows competition to thrive within a framework. So the way that PSA certified works, it doesn't, it doesn't lead you to a particular way of solving that problem. It simply gives you a measure of how you've solved that problem. So it allows differentiation in the market. It allows, you know, these, all these different chip companies, all these different OEMs to differentiate and solve the security problem around that framework and allow them to describe it to their end customers. So I think that's really powerful actually. Um, and it, it gives everybody a voice, you know, a kind of collective voice to, to lift that message. Um, so, you know, the ability to take a, a trusted component that's been certified, you know, have that available in a development kit so, for example, you know, we recently certified a development kit with with Arrow, who's a distributor of, you know, sort yeah. of a, so, so they have a development kit that has PSA certified silicon inside. Um, 
So that then opens up all of that goodness to developers that, you know, they, they don't need to kind of get under the hood and really understand all of the deep details. They have a common way of understanding the security that's available on that platform to then enable that for their, their end users. Um, so that democratization story, that root of linking together the value chain, the combination of language and technology is, is very powerful. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a privilege, if you like, you know, to be able to, to work as Arm has in that sort of co-founding mechanism to get that up and running um, and to see the momentum that's building behind it as well to kind of link all those things together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, thank you so much for that. Yeah, I can understand, you know, you've got different levels of involvement, interaction, understanding, and to be able to have that common understanding in, in terms of the PSA certification and to have people from all different companies and company sizes mm. involved is, is, is really fantastic. If, if we yeah. could just step outside from, from PSA certified for a moment and just talk about general security within IoT, um, often lots of lessons are learned and you know hindsight is both a, a blessing and a curse, especially when it comes to security. Um, in your view, what are the sort of you know, uh, lessons learned recently when it comes to security and what else is needed to get there, to, to make, you know, our mm. devices and our infrastructure more secure. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's about consistency, actually, and consistency in the right way. So, you know, one of the points, it's, it's interesting when, when we do these kind of, you know, sort of discussions across the industry, one of the things I begin to realize is that it's not always widely understood the role of the, of the underlying components in that security story. So, when we you know, quite often in the in a very broad audience, when you talk about security, you think about software, and you think, oh, okay, I have a security vulnerability, I'll download a patch. And I think there's a sort of a conditioning based on our sort of desktop environments. There's a conditioning that it's you know predominantly a software problem, but actually the role of the components underneath having a what we describe as a root of trust. So a root of trust is you know the portion of the processor or the chip where all of the secure operations take place, you know, whether that's your crypto, your secure storage, handling your keys, everything happens in a secure environment on the chip. Um, I think that, you know, the lesson learned is to have your services anchored in a route of trust. And as I said before, there's different ways of achieving that route of trust, but you know, the measure, we provide a measure for how you've achieved it. Um, so anchoring on a route of trust, you know, that, that root of trust is is your relationship between, let's say, the cloud and your end node. And if you think at scale, you potentially have millions of end nodes. So having that relationship anchored in a root of trust, it sounds simple, but actually, you know, the creation of that in a consistent way, having your keys provisioned onto that root of trust in a, in a trustworthy way, um, being able to manage that device once it's on its network you know remember you know i'm sure this is a sort of a common theme in some of your iot discussions is the life cycle of the device you know these mm. devices are not sort of one or two year devices often they are in the field for you know considerable amount of time so having a secure relationship with it trusting that it is the device you think it is being able to manage its life cycle so you know at a very simple level can i update the software and if I do update the software, can I trust that that is the software that I've updated and that it hasn't somehow been manipulated by a bad actor? Um, 
so we we published something called the the 10 security goals um as, as a kind of overarching guiding light if you like in psa certified it, it's it's something that's free to download and it it goes through elements like like i've described you know you should have a root of trust there should be some hardware mechanism between the trusted and the non-trusted part of your processor um you should have a lifecycle management you should be able to update it um you know you should be able to take it through its, its entire secure life cycle. So for us, that's a major lesson learned is to deploy on devices that are trustworthy. And it's actually a complicated chain of dependencies to make it trustworthy, which is why we started all of this five years ago, actually, because you could see the direction that, you know, that the industry was taking that, you know, for example, just to have your crypto in hardware is it doesn't mean you have a secure device you know you you have there's, there's, it's got to boot in a secure way like i said before it's got to store its secrets in a secure way it has to handle the way it runs its software in a secure way there's many elements to it and we tend to associate a lot of those elements with more rich operating systems historically um you know like linux based boxes and, and that kind of thing but actually it 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 spans them all, you know, it spans them all. If you look at the sophistication of a embedded device today, you know, it, it has the same set of requirements for an RTOS as it, as it does for a, for a, for a Linux based system. So yeah. it's a very long answer to your question. <laughs> um, but I think for a reason, you know, I think there's, there's anchoring it on a route of trust and caring about that life cycle is really essential to, to learn the lessons from, from what we see in the industry. Yeah, I think the phrase root of trust is is really poignant, isn't it? Because, mm. you know, it, it, it's anything on a chip, anything on a board is 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 secure uh, to to a degree. Mm. It's when it goes into yeah. the cloud, no matter how, no matter Absolutely. how you try and make that secure, there's always going to be vulnerabilities. And, and talking about cold wallets. Yeah. And crypto storage. I've got a cold wallet. I won't. I won't say which one, just in case. Uh, but um, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, you know, very sophisticated well, yeah. devices. But but that whole common understanding and how it's stored uh, is interesting, and and can mean different things to different people. But it's nice mm. to hear you talk about it in that way. It, it's definitely, and and you know the. I guess the way we look at it, and, and again, back to this need for common language, you know, what I've just described is it's quite complex. I mean, okay, if you're a, if you're a sort of PhD security architect, maybe it sounds quite simple, but there's many angles to the way that we can describe it. I think that, you know, the thinking about what we tend to call the threat model, so how that device could become compromised is important. Mm -hmm. um, we do a lot of work talking to OEMs and developers around thinking about that early on in your development cycle, because that helps you choose the components that you put into that device. Um, thinking about whether that device is liable to a software attack. So as we've just been describing, you know, using the software update mechanism, for example, to download some malware, um, or whether it's, it's a device that for whatever reason, like, I don't know, a smart door lock that could be liable to a hardware attack. And even something as simple as, you know, not using common shared keys. So, for example, if you took a door lock and hacked it, then, you know, the, one of the principles that we give is, well, because you don't have common shared keys, then if you hack one door lock, you've only hacked one door lock. But, mm. you know, unfortunately, we see examples where common keys are still used sometimes. And if you hack one door lock or one item, you then have a scalable attack. And of course, that's terrible. 
So some of this is some of this is like deep architecture. Some of this is actually common sense, good practice. But as an industry, we need to learn that, and, and we need to go through that learning curve. Um, and actually, in the end, it comes back to reputation. You know, if you think about these devices represent your business, your brand, your company. If they, you know, if they are compromised, it impacts your your reputation. You know, it, it represents you know damage to your business. So you know what that's what we're seeing at the kind of business end of the discussion is is you know parties caring about it, but maybe parties not always knowing how to solve that problem, which is where schemes like PSA certified and, and others come in. Yeah, I completely agree because uh, you know you've you've touched on two things there. Uh, the arch the architecture of the security solution plus uh human error and mm. Uh, mm. uh the user's interaction with that and the two sometimes can be juxtaposed right depending on who's using yeah. it um exactly and and, and that's always going to be a concern but an awareness mm. of why it's important so mm. yes the phd computer architect graduate you know uh, is, is going to understand this and care about it a lot more but the mm. person that perhaps doesn't really know why they shouldn't change default passwords or, or even have you know encryption keys mm. or even understand the necessity to have that is useful um, and this is something that we we talk about a lot on the podcast to raise awareness about why mm. this is important in an ever-increasing uh, connected mm. world and and hopefully something that the PSA certified does as well, right? To to people outside of the industry, I would imagine. We do absolutely, yeah. So you know, proud proud to promote my own podcast as well. So so yeah. I host the, the Beyond the Now podcast on PSA certified at Organ, and actually, you know, we we deliberately talk to a broad range of, of industry players. Um, you know, the the example I like to give is cyber insurance, actually, or cyber assurance, where you know there there you have a a group of companies that are, you know, like any insurance company, they are looking at a risk profile. So, you know, what's what's the impact? What's the risk profile? And they are effectively modeling that risk. And, you know, we we know through the discussions we're having that that, that initiatives like PSA certified feed into their risk modeling. Yeah. And it allows them to understand, you know, the deployed risk you know it it doesn't reduce the risk to zero because no scheme ever would and and this is also a sort of a you know a sort of a important part of this security journey is that you move the risk into a, a sort of an acceptable bounds based on the threat modeling and the use cases so that's a big part of what we drive is this this whole use case driven threat modeling um but it's back to that common language isn't it and you know talking to the insurers talking to the big cloud guys as well you know, the kind of the hyperscalers, the, the ones that, you know, will have these huge arrays of devices deployed on their clouds, you know, they recognize that that little problem per device that multiplies pretty quick. You know, if, if you're not securing the device at that individual level, it multiplies pretty quick, if, especially if we look at the speed of digital transformation over the last, you know, well, I mean, especially over the last couple of years, because of the way that the world has had to operate, but we, we see that to continue to accelerate, you know, just the, the sheer number of connected devices that, um, that are arriving on, on cloud networks. Um, those, those entities are really starting to care a lot about the device level security. 
And, and it actually links as well. You know, if we kind of take it one step further, if you think a lot of those devices are data driven, so you're then back to sort of, well, I want to trust my data because my data drives my service. Mm. And actually, if you add in, you know, the sort of the, the rise of machine learning and artificial intelligence, actually that, that data is driving insights that are used to deliver services. So, you know, you really want to trust where that data is coming from. You want to trust that those devices are the ones you think they are and they're not being manipulated. So we see that need growing you know, kind of exponentially, actually, in terms of, you know, the need for trusted, secure components um, yeah. at, at the edge. Yeah, thank you for that. No, I think it's, I think it's important. I think the continual awareness, as you, as you say, is, is, is great, because I think sometimes it's not until people are really affected on an individual basis, be that their company or within their family, hmm. by a security breach, they start to look at it. And, yep. and that mass adoption is, is the, is the lacking part sometimes because yeah. you know the, the, the work that you're doing is no doubt fantastic uh the promotion that you're doing is 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 great um but equally i don't know what the actual numbers are but i think i've read it in the past but the, the, the common man just still doesn't mm. see the importance of it right and and i think sometimes no. not until there's a real issue and that you're physically affected by it do you do you do you take notice yeah David, what, what's what's the future holding them for IoT security? Um, you know, what do, what can we expect to see in in the short and medium term in terms of advancements made? Yeah, I think there's a few things actually. I mean, obviously, growing awareness and, and adoption of of root of trust. You know, trusted components, root of trust. Um, you know, we see we see that that great momentum that we have now with PSA certified we you know we're excited about how that that's moving forward and and i think really what comes next is the way that, that the OEMs and and the broader business environment engage with that so you know that's why we carry on with this process of driving best practice and education into the market i think it, it's in the end it's going to be a combination of you know regulation and companies wishing to demonstrate best practice because they recognize, you know, that, that they can do, they can do business better because of it. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're excited. We, we're very much looking at that scalable route, you know, so how PSA certified grows on that theme of collaboration. Um, so that's collaboration with the ecosystem, collaboration with other initiatives, um, you know, I, th I think that if you stand back and look at what the electronics industry has to do, we can only do it jointly. Um, so, you know, we're kind of wholeheartedly embracing that approach um, and uh, and looking forward to, you know, kind of seeing seeing that further rapid growth of an, an understanding of why security needs to be, you know, kind of your first thought when you're developing a product and not not an afterthought later on. You know, we can't allow people to learn through bad experiences permanently. You know, that would be a failing on the electronics industry. We have to be proactive in, in what we're driving. Fantastic. And, and, and what, a way, what a way to end the podcast. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, you know, really poignant, poignant phrase. Uh, Dave, David, thank you so much for your time today. It's really been great to, to understand more about yourself and, and PSA certified. For our listeners, where can we find out more information? I assume you're on a website, sure. social media. Absolutely. Yeah. So PSA certified.org is the uh, is the website and then you can find us at psa certified on the social media linkedin and the twitter but yeah i'd encourage you to have a look at the, and listen to the podcast as well um the, the podcast so 
Absolutely. No, thank you very much indeed. I appreciate it. It's been great having a chat with you, Tom. Really great. Thank you. Thank you, David. As always, guys, if you'd like to find out more, please get involved in the comments. Click on the link, subscribe, like, share, save, send, print, file, store. Everything as usual that we'd normally ask you to do. And we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Cheers.